What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today in the studio. Excited to be here with you. Uh, this last week was full of wonderful games. And uh, as always, we're going to provide you with the most in-depth uh, college football podcast experience, right? We're going to talk about all the, the big players that happened this last week. Uh, what did we see? What did we like? Uh, people that we liked. We're going to go through all of those things on this episode. Uh, but first, uh, as always, we always want to thank uh, all of our loyal fans. Uh, you can always follow Follow all the new updates, uh, thoughts that we have during the games on Twitter at GetRolling19. Uh, you know, always fun. Follow us there. Uh, and now I want to talk about one thing that I saw this last week. Uh, kind of a cool little thing I've never realized before until now, which I'm really excited about. We're going to talk about everything that happened in week four, and then we're going to dive into week five, and we're going to sprinkle in a little FCS as well, along with predictions. So a packed show. So let's jump to this. Number one, through two weeks, we have seen the SEC play some football. And I heard a stat, uh, I listened to a lot of podcasts, do a lot of research for these podcasts, and I heard a stat that it that the longest streak in the last, I believe it was five years, Alabama has played Power 5 teams, like in a row consecutively, was three weeks. They'd play three Power 5 teams in a week, uh, or, you know, in a row, and then, bam, uh then, then uh, they'd play a group of five team or, or, or whatever it may be, right? Now, the SEC is unique where they have eight conference games and uh, four non-conference games. So, you know, I think Saban designed it like that. I had never thought, I mean, I knew he was good at scheduling. I never thought he was that kind of a mastermind of scheduling. That was really impressive. Uh, but the longest under Saban's tenure was, dur I believe it was six games uh, and... You know, we had Johnny Football uh, was, I believe, the sixth game, and they ended up losing in Tuscaloosa, if I'm not mistaken. That would be their longest, was, was six games in a row, which, which is significant. But now, the SEC is playing 10 games. I repeat that. 10 games. We're going to get 10 SEC uh conference games in a row and we're going to see them just absolutely annihilate each other i think it's going to be some amazing football uh you know i have been on the fence about the the sec as a whole i feel like they're very very top heavy uh where you know the middle to the bottom of the sec is irrelevant we saw this last week that arkansas uh can not be completely incompetent. Uh, you know, Arkansas has gone through its fair shares of, of struggles, and but but that is a good thing for the SEC. Uh, also, Mississippi State, you know, come out swinging, beats uh, LSU, and then struggles this last weekend against Arkansas. Ole Miss struggles against, well, not really struggles, just doesn't have the manpower against Florida, ends up beating Kentucky. Uh, yeah, and last year, I mean, I just want to go through some of these, uh, we're going we're gonna to say these out loud. Arkansas almost lost to Portland State last year. Arkansas lost 100% big fat L to San Jose State, and San Jose State did not even go to a bowl game. So, 
I think this is going to be a challenge for, and, and I understand Sam Pittman's doing his thing, and and uh, you know Mike Leach's offense. We'll, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that later, but we're going to see these teams and these conferences be put to a test that I think that the Pac-12 goes through every single year. Now the cream will always rise to the top, right? The the cream of the crop. We're going to know who they are. Uh, I think we already know who they are. Uh, we can kind of peg them. Some of the surprises, you know, Miami's uh, somewhat of a surprise. People are talking about BYU as somewhat of a surprise. We'll probably touch on that a little bit later. Uh, you guys know that I'm here in Utah, so I obviously uh, have an opinion there, but but this is something that I had never realized before, and we honestly could have a two-loss team make the college football final. Uh, if we can sit down and say, you know, if, if, if Michigan only loses to Ohio State and they beat the rest of the Big Ten, we're going to now be debating, I think this debate is going to be even, uh, you know, livelier than, than in years past because I think each individual conference brings their own unique style and flavor. Uh, obviously, you know, the Pac-12 a little bit different than someone in the Big Ten and those kinds of things. So, uh, like I said, I'm excited to, you know, here we go. We're going to get going here with, with college football very soon. Uh, you know, full-fledged college football. But, but overall, I'm really excited to see where we're going to be going, uh, where the SEC is at in comparison to the Big Ten, to the Big 12, uh, how I think we're going to see more uh, disparity amongst the really, really good versus the really, really bad. Those are the kinds of things. So let's jump into this last week. Some of the things that stood out to us. Number one, and I think this is an obvious one. People are going to say, you know, o Oklahoma, but uh, being, you know, a really bad loss, which it was a bad loss, and we can touch on it. But what 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 I don't understand is year after year, and maybe it's because I was born in the '90s. Uh, I don't uh, really know the history of Texas football and Texas A&M, and when they used to, you know annually beat the snot out of each other in the Big 12 and how many I don't understand that rivalry so when I so when Texas everyone says well is Texas back well for the majority of my lifetime outside of the Vince Young era well and a little bit of Colt McCoy maybe some but not tons Texas has been largely irrelevant same thing with Texas A&M honestly I don't remember as a kid watching any kind of Texas A&M games until uh, Johnny Football got there. And after Johnny Football, I haven't watched another game since uh, of, of Texas A&M. Uh, even last week, I was like, I could watch the Alabama game, but I don't want to because I think it's kind of silly because I don't think they're back. And my suspicions were, were, were confirmed, and it turns out that they're really not back. And it's really kind of frustrating every single year to have those questions always asked. And it's like, what are we waiting for? Just accept Texas for who they are. Tom Herman is a good coach. Uh, you might even say great coach. He's not an elite coach. Or at least right now, he doesn't have it in his repertoire to, to become an elite coach. He is who he is. And Texas fans, you got to be able to, 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 to keep your expectations at bay. Same thing with A&M. If they were once good, wonderful. But they're not right now. Even under Kevin Sumlin, it was an 8-9 win team. Jimbo really hasn't done much better. Now you could say, well, maybe he's a little bit step up a competition. He needs to get his system in. But we see the utter collapse of Florida State, so I don't know if we, if, if Jimbo really, you know, is as good as what we think he is. These are the kinds of questions. And are they back? No. Let's just accept them for who they are. Texas right now is an eight nine, maybe a ten win team on a good year. 
that's who they are. And it is okay that they're that. Texas fans, it's okay. And I understand you want to beat Oklahoma, but it looks like Oklahoma's down. And if I am Texas, even though you lost to TCU last week, TCU lost to Iowa State, and I don't think that TCU is the best Big 12 team that I've seen. I really like Texas. I think that they're a good team, and I really want to see them play Oklahoma State. That's what I'm concerned about. If Texas can get to the to the Big 12 championship, we're all going to forget about it, regardless of how they get there. One win, two wins, three wins, or sorry, losses. One loss, two loss, three losses. If they're there, that's a successful thing because Charlie Strong never got them there. Oklahoma is down. That is correct. This weekend is a huge weekend for Texas and a huge weekend for Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley. But right now, get your opponent where they're down. You lost. Uh, I mean, I don't understand why you, you didn't do a power run play with Sam Ellinger. Give it to your senior. Let him go and get the score. Uh against TCU, but it's okay. You mess up on a play call. It happens. Things could have went your way. TCU, honestly, uh, they, they got Texas's number, and it just happens. As a University of Utah fan, Washington has had Utah's number year after year after year. It's like, oh, we're going to play Washington. Automatic loss. I think we're like 2-13 and 13 all time against them. It's, some teams just have your number. So also keep that in mind. I'm not defending Texas, but just accept them for who they are. Same thing with BYU. I said last year, BYU fans are going to be pounding on their chest. Obviously, they were, I said they're going to lose to Utah, and then they're going to get one Power 5 win, and they're going to be pounding on their chest saying that Zach Wilson's going to win the Heisman, that they need to go to the playoff, and that they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. And, it, and that's exactly what happened. But they lost some games. They did, they did beat USC, but they lost to Washington at home. They did beat Boise State. Congratulations. But you weren't one of the... You're, you were an alright team. Keep expectations where they're at. And as a University of Utah fan, right now, I don't think we can win the Pac-12. I think that Oregon has our number, even though we've played well against them since entering the Pac-12. But right now, it seems like they're a little bit further ahead than what we are. Arizona State, we don't play particularly well against. And Washington... Now, if some things line up where we get Washington at home uh, on a snowy, you know, December night, maybe you can make a case for it. But that's just how it is. Arizona State, same thing. They come to Salt Lake. We're probably going to beat them. But when we go down to the desert, for whatever reason, we just do not play well. And I know that as a University of Utah fan. Now, it's up to the coaches to make those adjustments. But be honest. A&M, you're probably a 7-win team this year. Stop asking if they're back. That's number one. Number two, Oklahoma did lose. Spencer Rattler is a freshman. This is the first time in Lincoln Riley's career where he has had to uh, a quarterback where he's had to groom him personally. Jalen Hurts was at Alabama. Baker Mayfield was at Texas uh, Tech, and then he transferred to Oklahoma. Kyler Murray, he had already had significant playing experience underneath his belt. I mean, you can kind of give him Kyler. Uh, but the last three, they've, they've been very experienced college football players. And so, yes, he's a quarterback guru, uh, but you got to give him time to let it cook. Dan Mullen's the same way. He's a quarterback guru, but the first season that he had Dak Prescott, he didn't really do anything. The last season, however, he did really well. So, again, Oklahoma's in a rebuilding year. We don't expect that to hear that from Oklahoma. And I think, uh, I mean, despite the loss against Iowa State, if they lose this week to Texas, I don't think it blow, it's a blow too hard. I mean, it is three straight conference losses, which is a very, very big no-no in 
Norman, but I think you, again, keep expectations where they need to be. Oklahoma is good. Uh, even if they came out of this, this uh, like I said, if they come out, they still beat Oklahoma State, uh, but they lose to Texas and they get to play them in the Big 12 championship, you have a chance to, to avenge that loss. Keep expectations there. Next up, uh, I was also able to watch the North Carolina-Boston College game, which I think was one of the most entertaining games of the weekend. Uh, number 21 for North Carolina, their backer is a legit talent. Um, North Carolina, last year I was I had the opportunity to watch them two or three times. Uh, I think that this team is a little bit better. They're still a little sporadic. They still seem like, I mean, I like Sam Howell, uh, but there's sometimes where I'm like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen next? Their defense is a driving force. And I think their offense is going to catch up. I also did like Jeff Haley and the Boston College Eagles. You're going to say, well, why? I mean, I kind of banged on on that hire. Obviously, they moved, uh, you know, seven and six Steve out of town. Seven wins Steve uh, going to Colorado State. Uh, out in Fort Collins, Colorado, is going to be a wonderful place for him. But I was like, you're you're filling Steve with somebody, and that I think is going to replicate what Steve does. Uh, but I think that those expectations are somewhat changed now. I saw this team go toe-to-toe with with a really good North Carolina team, which I think is going to give Clemson fits. And I think that they're going to play well against a Notre Dame or against a Louisville. Uh, I really did like North Carolina, and this is coming from a Duke fan. So you know it's legit when a Duke fan is willing to give props to a North Carolina fan. But regardless, I was really impressed with North Carolina. Right now, they're 12th in the nation, or last week, they've moved up to 8th. They've got Virginia Tech this Saturday, which I think is going to be really telling. It is at Chapel Hill, uh, so I think you're going to get a little bit more home field advantage. Uh, Then you got a pretty, fairly easy slate with at Florida State, uh, home against NC State, at Virginia, at Duke, home against Wake Forest. You're really, uh, I think, as North Carolina, I don't think you're super worried until you're home against Notre Dame, and then on the road to Miami. Don't look ahead uh that's another team i think uh you know, this week we're going to see where Miami really is. They're going up against Clemson. I really want to watch this game. Now, Clemson is 14-point favorite, which, uh, you know, I know they have Trevor Lawrence and stuff like that, uh, but this is their first big game. I'm obviously going to take Clemson in this. I would take the under. I think Miami's going to keep it closer just with that defense, and uh you know, Trevor Lawrence this year, I mean, threw like nine times against the Citadel and stuff like that. So, again, uh, I think they're going to fully unleash it. They've been in bigger games. Miami's never really been there. Manny Diaz really hasn't been there. So, uh, I think I, I expect Clemson to win at home in Death Valley. But I want to see the Canes keep it close. And it is a lot more fun of college football when Miami is up and coming or or at least Florida State in that matter. Florida State's so garbage, almost losing to Jacksonville State this last year uh, or last week. But uh really I, I like that matchup there uh and I think I was a little bit too hard on the a little bit too hard on on Miami I think Derek King is a good quarterback I don't know if he's a next level quarterback but he might be good enough to win a Heisman uh he might be good enough for a you know a late round a late pick first round I think he's really similar to what Jalen Hurts is uh, outside of Jalen Hurts is really really clutch in when it comes down to you know prime time big lights and stuff like that uh, outside of the national championship game I, I really like Jalen Hurts and his you know gutsy ability you saw it on display against Baylor you saw it countless times at Alabama but uh, I think he's a, he's a lot like that but I think he, there's gonna somebody's gonna pick him up uh, in the NFL if we can have uh, you know a Gardner Minshew which who I liked I just didn't know if he had it in 
the next level. He's now starting. I think that there's a place for Derek King as either a potential starter if somebody goes down or or as a really good backup. I really liked what he what he brings to the table. But this is just kind of how I've seen uh, the first few weeks this last week and especially uh, kind of go. I'm excited for this next week. I'm excited for some of the matchups that we get. Again, SEC still kind of uh, rolling. We still got the Big 12 on. Uh, there's been some teams that I've been surprised with. Coastal Carolina amongst the mix. Uh, we said that we were really excited. And if you guys follow us on Twitter, uh, we put out a graphic about, ooh, I want to say March, April time, where we said the teams that we were most excited to watch. Florida was on that, and Florida has not disappointed. But hey, shout out to South Carolina for keeping it close. Florida's defense got to tighten up some of those buttons uh, because you don't want to keep on getting in those, those shoes outs really liked what I saw and finally uh, I was also able to watch the Kentucky game and Ole Miss I think that now we see the SEC is growing more into the middle I don't know if I could say who the front runner right now in the SEC is I would say Florida with uh, Alabama as a close second but uh, I really think if the SEC can get depth it's going to be a very scary conference because like I've always said uh, a lot of these power five conferences top heavy two or the top two or three teams are absolutely amazing but for every Alabama, there's a Vanderbilt. Uh, for every, you know, Florida, there is, uh, you know, Mississippi State wasn't super great last year, or, or uh, Tennessee for a little while wasn't super good. They're kind of on the rise. Arkansas, uh, not really good on the rise. There's always been those things, but if we can get competitive teams like Arkansas uh, picking up wins against, uh, you know, Mississippi State, which shocked LSU, well, what does that mean for Arkansas against LSU? going to be really telling anyway so this has been the first part uh again kind of the recap of last week talked a little bit about you know the the impact of playing you know 10 sec conference games and this just does not apply to the sec it applies to the missouri valley it applies to the big sky we'll we'll talk a little bit about that after we come back from the break a little bit of fcs just because i think it's that important to touch on uh and then we're getting fcs football back in, in the spring and it looks like that's pretty much full steam ahead and that's going to be happening uh in the next three four months uh kind of moving ahead i'm excited to see fcs football in that playoff style format all right this has been the first part we're going to turn it over to our sponsor after the break we'll be talking about week number five and uh some fcs news regarding trey lance stay tuned and we are back again after the break always grateful for uh you know, Anchor for sponsoring it. Again, uh, we're working with a few more sponsors. We've got some people that are interested. Uh, if you guys know anyone that would be interested, also don't be afraid to drop us a line uh, on Twitter at GetRolling19 or on Facebook at GetTheBallRolling. Uh, just be sure to look us up. Be sure to tell your family, tell your friends about us. We're growing uh, this last year. Just real quick on the podcast numbers, uh, we've grown exponentially uh our our plays every every single episode is going up and up and we thank you the fans for telling us about it i don't think uh most people just uh put it in uh, in itunes or 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 the apple podcast or spotify get the ball rolling and they just click on it and 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 listen it's through word of mouth it's through you know the the contacts that we've done and we're going to continue to do hopefully that we get some of these coaches back on 
potentially in the spring and then uh, you know talking a little bit about spring ball uh, hopefully before uh, Dixie State was really well received I uh, Illinois State was really well received Danny Freund out of North Dakota always well received and of course uh, the head football coach Jay Hill uh, FCS guys we can even bring on Sean Clark from App State again uh, we work our butt off right now it's so hard uh, as far as you know, recruiting for those guys go. So we're kind of giving it their space, letting them get ready for the season uh, 100%. And then uh, once one thing settled down and we see what it looks like, uh, we'll bring them on. We'll talk about the challenges this last year had and then their their forward-looking view, uh, you know, once when we get in the FCS. And the F- once the FBS ends, we'll try to pull some of those guys. And when the FCS starts, we'll try to pull some of those guys. Anyway, so thank you guys having some seriously good uh, fortune here at Get the Ball Rolling. So we're going to dive into uh, the FCS. Now, last week, uh, I know uh, not many of you uh, pay attention to the FCS. Uh, I, I have to say that I do like the FCS, and I think it's a really unique uh, style just because I grew up in Ogden, Utah, uh, you know, for the, for those of you who, who have listened, you've heard me talk about going to Weber State football games. And I've always been kind of a small town kid. Uh, you know, I, I I love the University of Utah, but we went to Weaver State games. I remember we made a you know four and a half hour trip uh, down south just to see McNeese State play SUU when I was about seven eight years old. Uh, I had to look at the exact date, but it, they were like number one in the nation. And my parents wanted to go see them. We drove down to Cedar City when I was just a little little kid. And uh, also, you know, I like small town. I've been I grew up. In big sky country uh like i said no not taking anything away from byu from utah from utah state because i've seen all those guys play uh but there's just a certain uh sense of of home i guess when i go to these smaller teams and we talk about them because really it's all about that town right now i go to dixie state university a small uh university we're only I believe we cracked 11,000, but when I first got here, our enrollment, I believe, was six or 7,000. Uh, so a really small university here in, in St. George, Utah. We're now FCS. So, again, I've always been around uh, small. I've never been in that big city, big light. So I like FCS, and I like, uh, you know, the sense of camaraderie that you have. And you're able to talk to the coaches because, you know, they're they're, they're willing to talk to you after, you know, hey, coach, good game. Oh, hey, yeah, what's your name? It's, it's an awesome atmosphere anyway so last week we had an amazing game on uh and most of you guys missed it because it was on ESPN Plus. I was able to watch some of it. And it was North Dakota State against Central Arkansas. Uh, I love Braylon Smith. I love the UCA Bears. Uh, they were one of my favorite teams to watch uh, last year. Uh, they ended up getting bounced by Illinois State in the playoffs. But regardless, they were a really good football team. Uh this last year or this year they're two and two they did play really well against UAB only losing by 10 and honestly took the national champions right down to the wire I mean going into the fourth it was a great game uh, like I said Braylon Smith the quarterback played really well I'm sad to see that they won't uh, they're not going to be uh, playing in the spring which I think is kind of a big blow because I really want to see them uh, I really like the Southland uh, conference. I don't know if they're allowing spring football. The FCS really hasn't came out and said. I mean, there's only 16 teams that are allowed to get in instead of the normal 24 that get in. So that's eight less teams. So you're only going to get maybe one, maybe two. Uh, Southland potentially could get three into the playoffs. But regardless, it was a really uh, 
solid game. Trey Lance played out of his mind. Uh, every I saw all the jokes in, on you know social media. Well, twenty twenty strikes again. You know, Trey Lance threw an interception. This kid is next level talent. He's going to the NFL. He declared for the NFL draft. He's not going to be playing in the spring. Uh, I don't blame him, but I think that's going to give uh, North Dakota State a chance to put in a new quarterback, give him the reins. Uh, we're going to get excited about that guy. I mean, we had you know Carson Wentz come out of there. Uh, when, I believe Wentz's little brother even was the quarterback. I had I had to go back and look. Now we have Trey Lance. So we're starting to see a lot of you know NFL bison and uh, excited to see where Trey Lance ends up in the NFL. And I think there is a team out there that is going to take advantage of him. I think he's just as good as Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's really entertaining to watch with the Arizona Cardinals. So watch out uh, for this kid and his worth ethic. But he announced after the game that he, uh, I believe he said, like, once a bison, always bison. And they made a video for him, uh, you know, going on to the next level. So congratulations to him. Uh, again, as far as uh, spring goes, I don't know how, how they're going to decide. Uh, I know that the Missouri Valley uh, released their schedule. I know the Ohio Valley released their schedule as well. Uh, some of the games, I think, are even on Sunday. Kind of a weird format, but hopefully, you know, we get to see uh, some of the fan favorites back on the field. You know, we've got Colgate, UT Martin. Uh, last year, everyone loved to listen to Campbell. Uh, we followed Campbell really close. They've been playing in the fall. I don't know if they're going to be playing in the spring, so we'll have to make that. And again, like I said, SG you, Dixie State, Weaver State, will be following uh, them. Okay, so as far as this next week, I feel like there were more big games last week, but that does not uh, diminish anything that, uh, you know, any other views that I have. Right now, we're recording this on Thursday. It will likely be released Thursday night, early Friday morning. Uh, but one of the games that I'm really excited about, and it's going to have already happened, but Houston against Tulane, it is on Thursday at 5.30. Uh, so if you're listening to this on Friday, go back and look. But this is going to be a key pivotal game to see if BYU is as good as what I think think they are because I think they're good. I think they're better than what they've been the last four or five years. Uh, but it also shows, you know, competition. Uh, Houston is going to play BYU. And I think that, I mean, Houston and Boise State are BYU's only big competition this year. I'm sorry, Louisiana Tech. You're just not at the same level as Brigham Young University. So I really want to focus in. Uh, I want to watch. I'll obviously be taking a lot of notes and we'll probably discuss this. We, we might even release a quick little podcast. Uh, later or a YouTube clip or, or whatever it may be about the, you know, about Houston, that game, because if they come out and they blow Tulane out 56, nothing, 56, seven, just an absolute annihilation. I think, you know, we're going to see a really good game with Houston, but that's kind of forward looking, you know, three, four weeks into the future. Also, I like this Friday game, Louisville against Georgia Tech. I love both of these teams. They're both two or three years out. I, I mean, we got to be honest with Coach Scott Satterfield. He had a great year last year. Uh, he had a really good recruiting class, but that, again, that's three years until these guys are are, are grown men ready to take on the ACC. Uh, and I also like Georgia Tech. I think they're a year uh, out from, I mean, a year away from where, like, Louisville. Louisville's a year ahead, so I'm going to take Louisville in the game. Really like that game. Uh, some of the other ones, like we briefly mentioned, uh, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, I think that's going to be a tremendous game uh, at Chapel Hill. Uh, you know, uh, North Carolina is favored by four and a half. Uh, 
I don't know. Uh, Virginia Tech is one of those teams where I'm like, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of good, but there's also been a lot of bad. 38 to 31 against Duke. Uh, now I don't, again, I don't really know what Duke is. Uh, we usually have these preseason games to gauge off of, you know, if they just absolutely beat the snot out of uh, Panera Bread, then you're like, okay, well then Panera Bread plays Duke uh, super hard. Then it's like, well then, I mean, that shows Virginia Tech. They're, they're really good. There's no other really measurement. Give us a few more weeks, but I really like that game. Obviously, the Red River rivalry. Right now, Oklahoma's favored by two points. I do like Texas in this game. Uh, I'm not a huge Texas lover. I saw them play against BYU. Their fans were really loud. One of the the most loud fans that, that I've ever sat by. Uh, but I'm excited to watch this game. It's on Fox at 10 a.m. Some other notable games, obviously, uh, Florida against A&M. I want to see if Florida can really button up that defense, uh, see if they can get some serious, uh, you know, if they can hold A&M. I think, again, this is one of those games where you're like, okay, uh, Florida played A&M, well, Alabama played A&M. Where were they at? Uh, you know, home team, you're going to give them maybe a touchdown. Uh, so that's why, you know, Alabama, I think, was favored by like 31 last week. Uh, so if Florida beats them by a touchdown, you're like, okay, well, they overcame the home crowd because there are, I believe there are friends at AM and then they were also able to win by that so uh, a little bit more of a gauge excited to watch that game I'm obviously going to be taking Florida uh, really like Florida this next year I do like the Iowa I do like Iowa State I was on them last year I thought they'd take a step back this year obviously they're still playing well uh, we'll see how they fare against the the Red Raiders of Texas Tech uh, Georgia Tennessee now, my brother is a huge Tennessee fan. He has said that, you know, what happened to my volunteers? They used to be good. I used to, you know, he would always talk mad trash because I was an Auburn fan. He was a Tennessee fan. And, you know, I think Tennessee is 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 coming back to what they once were. I didn't like, I mean, I didn't like the Jeremy Pruitt hire, but that's hindsight. He, I'm obviously wrong on that. Uh, he's been able to prove me wrong. And But I really do like this 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 Tennessee volunteer team. They're playing Georgia. I don't know what Georgia's quarterback... I, I just don't know uh, how good he is. Spencer Bennett or Stetson Bennett, sorry. Uh, but I know what I kind of get with, with Tennessee. I think Georgia's a little bit younger than Tennessee is. I do like the Georgia defense. I think it's going to be closer than 12 and a half. So if you're betting, I would take Tennessee uh, in that game. Uh, other notable games... Uh, on the docket, I really want to see Pitt at BC. Uh, Pitt la lost a heartbreaker last week to uh, uh, North Carolina State. Boston College lost also a really close game against UNC. That will be a fun game to watch. Uh, Kentucky-Mississippi State. Kentucky is a really good 0-2 team. Uh, force Auburn to the wire. Force Ole Miss into to overtime. Uh, we'll see if Mike Leach's air raid system can go up against this Kentucky team. Uh, really like this game. And finally, obviously, the Clemson-Miami game. I think it's going to be closer than 14 points, but definitely be on the lookout for those games. Uh, I'm taking a lot of the, I guess, a lot of the underdogs. Uh, I, I think that some of these lines are absolutely outrageous. But I think some of the you know the betters and 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 the big dogs, the big guys there uh, they're concerned about you know they they don't really know what they got so they're going to put Clemson fourteen even though I think Miami is going to play very well uh, again I think this next week we're going to get a lot more comparison uh, and then we're able to to gauge like I said uh, Florida well they were you know the, they blew out A and M Alabama did well what did what did Florida do 
and what can Florida do against Georgia? Hopefully they're not, you know, looking ahead. Those kinds of things are going to be things that we're going to be talking about this next week. And then obviously, hopefully we get more information uh, regarding some of these other conferences. I know that the Mountain West released their, their schedule. I know the Pac-12 released their schedule. So go on, look them up. Uh, we'll kind of nitpick some of them when they get a little bit closer. Uh, we're still two weeks away from the Mountain West and the Big Ten coming back. I think we're three weeks uh, for the Pac-12. So uh, be, be sure to stay tuned we'll be covering it and we even have spring football again super excited and if you like what you hear here at get the ball rolling be sure to also check out the orange and blue podcast uh it's a podcast that i have a co-host one of my best friends in the entire world jeff tuckett huge boise state fan uh he's convincing me to become a boise state fan uh really fun back and forth there we're going to be diving in straight boise state football so if you love football and you love boise state definitely check it out uh it's on itunes spotify google uh podcast wherever you want to listen to uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts uh, orange and blue podcasts and then continue to tell your family and friends about this podcast again uh, like I said at the first of this segment we've we've seen some exponential growth we're, we're excited we're going to keep going forward uh, a lot of things happening not only in my personal life going forward but I'm really excited about uh, you know the football life uh, that is and what is get the ball rolling anyway I hope you have a healthy safe and wonderful uh, weekend of college football until next week let's keep this ball rolling <laughs>